Hello there, and welcome to this special bonus episode of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, <laughs> bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. Uh, it's me, Andrew. Uh, Jeff is not joining us because today it's just me and Derek. Say hi, Derek. Hello. Welcome. Uh, so some of you may recall I earlier this year decided I'm going to play through all of the Assassin's Creed games in order and then do reviews of them, retrospective reviews for the website. Uh, but then I re- after I played through two, I realized <laughs> there's no fucking way that I yeah. am going to be able to do an article for all of these if they're retrospectives because they're so... With retrospectives, you have to be so in-depth and like comprehensive. And it's like putting... like I think the first game I, I captured like this special magic because the first game is kind of like... Like it's almost not even a full game it, uh, in the grand scheme of things. It like has its own place in time yeah. compared to the rest of the series. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So you know, any article that I wrote for any of the other games would have been way longer than that. So it just and I feel like it wouldn't capture the same creative essence. So we're trying something different. We're gonna do a, a discussion. It's going to be me and Derek because we are the only ones who <laughs> have played, <laughs> played the Assassin's Creed games. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Um. This is uh, we're gonna try this out, see how this goes, and if we like it, then we'll do this going forward for all the rest of the games. Um, so, Derek, obviously, I have you here because you are the only yep. other one <laughs> who has played Assassin's Creed <laughs> Two specifically, but in general, the Assassin's Creed series as a whole. So, why don't you tell me uh, kind of your history with the Assassin's Creed games? Well, it's been a long time since I played two. Yeah, um, I know. I didn't. I didn't p- pick up one at launch because I didn't have uh, an Xbox or a PS3 yet. Right. Um, and then I think I got a PS3 um, around the time two came out. I think it was. Yeah, it was like 2009. Um, but I wasn't. I had like wasn't really. wasn't really on my radar. Um, and then uh, one of my buddies had bought the first one and was going like, oh you got to check out like this game's so cool like you play as assassin like me and my buddy were like real good history buffs uh-huh. so we like we liked history and stuff like that so he was like yeah you got to check this out like you know it takes place in the third crusade you like you got all these cool and i was like okay yeah i'm interested and then that e3 mm-hmm. the trailer for brotherhood dropped oh. and i was like Oh, this looks awesome! And being as I was, is I that was the like, is that the trailer where like he's it, it's I assume Ezio and he's walking through the crowd of people yeah. and there's like the dude. I remember I recall back this is this'll date me a little bit, but <laughs> back in high school I think when Toby Turner was still a yep. prevalent dude, he was doing the literal trailers. That one was like probably one of the most popular. Yeah, ones. yeah, it, it was a it was like one of the definitely around that t- like I think it was the biggest trailer from E3 that year. Yeah, like what year? Like 2010. Probably. Yeah, it was 2010. Yeah, yeah, yep. Sp- spring or summer 2010. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm diving in. Yeah. So that summer, I bought the first game, um, played it through, and then I like timed it perfectly, where uh, I think I finished two around maybe like a week before Brotherhood came out. Solid. Uh, and then immediately played Brotherhood, and then I th- so after that I played. It, on release, I played Revelations. Mm-hmm. I played three, and then um, I didn't play four because I, I didn't want to play the PS3 version of four. I wanted to play the PS4 version. Okay. So I had to wait till I got a PS4. Uh, I got a PS4, played four, and then kind of I liked four so much, and I heard there was so much negativity around Unity. Right. I stopped playing. Yeah. Um, and then 
uh, Origins and Odyssey came out and kind of repiqued my interest, but I, those were, they were lengthy games. Yeah, I, I feel wasn't like sure. Origins and Odyssey was kind of when Assassin's Creed re-entered the discussion for games in general. Yeah. Like with with Rogue and Syndicate, they kind of faded a little bit, and that's even then I was like, because there was a period of time too, I think around when 4 came out where I got really into Assassin's Creed. I was yeah. like, even though I didn't actually have the means to play any of the games, I was like, this like world and universe in the series itself is pretty cool. Yeah, the the yeah, the universe they've created is so compelling. It's it's really cool. Um mm. yeah, and but the ga- gameplay wise like Unity was such a great shit show and then oh my God, yeah. Syndicate like didn't do enough to like rekindle I think the general public's faith. Yeah. Like it didn't it didn't change anything, but it kind of just fixed what yeah, it was, they kind of entered this state of like, oh, we just got to make our yearly release slot. Yeah, yeah, and I think Syndicate was then where they were like, okay, we're done with the year, yearly releases. We're going to like re uh, reboot the series almost in a way. And then Origins came out and it was like, okay, like we've we found a new way to do this. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, I had thought about, I was like, okay, I want to play Origins in Odyssey, but... I, I like kind of want to you know like keep the story going. Keep, so I tried to play Unity again. I had bought it like a while ago mm-hmm. and gave up, but I couldn't. I like could not get through it. Really, it just oh doesn't. It's it feels the I think the most dated out of all of them, just because like it was so different with the controls and they did change so much. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm fuck it. I'll just drop into Origins. So I played Origins recently. Um, I'm hoping to play Odyssey soon before Valhalla comes out. Yeah, this that's yeah. A, that was my whole thing. Is like I was like, oh, I'm gonna play all of them before Valhalla yeah. comes out. But it's been probably close to two months since I beat uh, two. <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think there's any way unless I mean, we unless we stay up to date on these and I can like play all of them relatively fast. But there's a lot of games that are coming out that I want to play. Right. Yeah. And it's like usually the summer is kind of. But I don't know. It's they like with with Ghost of Tsushima and and mm-hmm. uh, or. Paper Mario coming out in like late on the mid, same day, mid July. That's it's like two weeks from now. That covers the rest of the summer, and then yeah. it's September, and games are starting to come out again. So exactly, but yeah, yeah. Valhalla definitely like reignited. Like, okay, this is Assassin's yeah. Creed how I remember same, it. Same for me, especially like bringing it to Norse mythology, which I love. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's gonna be on the PS5, which is gonna be sweet. It, and it's like, oh, it, it like reignited my my love for Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I I am excited for that. I'm glad I I got back into it. Um, Will, I probably will never go back and play Unity and. Uh, oh, uh, I will. I am going to do it, and it will be. <laughs> it will be a time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, just like I, reading your your original your For Assassin's the, Creed one article yeah. made me want to go back and play Assassin's Creed one, and maybe yeah. want to play two again, like Brotherhood. But it's like, ah, I don't have that much time to dive <laughs> into a, a series where every exactly. game is like twenty hours plus. Yeah, if you right? Really put time into it. Yeah. So we'll have to uh, deal with how good my memory is. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, like I said, no one else on this podcast would be more fitting to, to join me in this. Uh, but today we are t- going to be talking about Assassin's Creed 2 specifically, uh, the sequel to the, to the uh, original game in the franchise. Yeah. Uh, this time you play as Ezio, who has uh, lived in... Well, like 14th century Italy, yeah, 13th, yeah, right, 15th century? Renaissance period, yeah, like yeah. Italian Renaissance. Leonardo da Vinci is a very prominent character, which is sweet, super cool time period. Yeah, to, to I think to visit. right off the bat, way more interesting in general than the Third Crusade, because yeah. like if you you know just the name Leonardo da Vinci by itself already is like oh I know him, whereas right. I couldn't have told you anybody in <laughs> the Crusades. Um, 
but yeah, so Ezio uh, is just a just a kid, pretty much living in in the Italian Renaissance, and then you live through his life basically. Um, but you also Desmond is still there. He's yeah, still the, yeah. the technically the main character. You start the game as him, uh, and right off the bat, it's better than the second than the first game. I guess I should start by saying everything that this game is is the first game, but like just better in general. Yeah. Like it just improves in every single area. Uh, it makes not only uh, improvements to the story in the world, but also just the general gameplay like it turns yeah. it into more of a video game like um it's definitely have, what they envisioned for the first yeah game it was like this idea it was kind of like uh I, I i guess you can equate it to i want to have a discussion at some point i think about the best video game sequels of all time oh, that, and this yeah. is this is definitely up there because yeah, of definitely. just the jump that it makes it's kind of similar to like Ocarina of Time, or maybe maybe Link to the Past is a better example because of cause right, how, yeah, like, the jump from is. two to to Link to the Past, yeah, yeah that's like, uh, yeah, that would be a yeah, fun one conversation. Of those... we'll have to put it on, put it on our list. Oh, I have it on the list. Yeah, um, I I, I think I have it with a tie in maybe to Breath of the Wild too. Oh, uh, okay, if that, yeah, uh, if that ends if that up ever happens, being great or uh, yeah, whenever that comes out. Yeah, so uh, we start the game as Desmond. Uh, you learn that Lucy, who is the uh, assistant to Warren Vidic, who was experimenting on you at, at Abstergo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was actually secretly an assassin the whole time, and she was working with her assassin buddies to to get you out, and Abstergo, and Abstergo is technically like the modern-day Templars. Uh, and so you start the game by breaking out of Abstergo uh, as Desmond, and it immediately is anything more interesting than what you do in the first game with anything that Desmond did, uh, where you're fighting, you like have access to Eagle Vision, which is cool. It plays into how Desmond is the descendant of the assassins, and it's kind of like his bloodline thing. Uh, and then you go to an undisclosed location uh, and meet what I like to call the uh, the assassins' IT department. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're basically like these two nerds who like are affiliated with the assassins, but it's unclear whether or not they're actual assassins. They're like, or whether they have any actual fighting prowess, but they're just they're there and they put you into a version of their own animus and then you start playing uh, as Ezio and the goal actually for this is much more clear to begin the game mm -hmm. and it's to train Desmond to have that fighting skill that Asa that Ezio did and so the way that it like the the fact that they're just living through Ezio's life just makes sense because you're living through his journey of training to be an assassin right yeah yeah so I love when games do this like we just had our, our discussion of the messenger and how it kind of weaves its narrative with the gameplay concepts and I love when games uh kind of tie in their gameplay with their story yeah yeah um but so yeah you start uh as Ezio and so basically like I said before he's just this kid living in Italy uh and then you find out that uh his dad or basically his dad and his two brothers are executed mm -hmm. publicly mm -hmm. for uh, treason or whatever. Uh, and so then you later learn that your dad was an assassin and he had this second life. And there's this big conspiracy uh, that Ezio then tries to uncover. He's the sole uh, male living member of his mm -hmm. immediate yeah. family now. Um, so you're basically on a quest for revenge. And so you've, through the game, periodically uh, go and assassinate every member who is affiliated with uh the death of your pair of your yeah. family and it's like immediately i Ezio is such a more interesting protagonist yeah, it's than like he's altair. infinitely more relatable because yeah. altair you kind of just get thrown into you know his he's already a veteran assassin and the only reason that they have to to give you upgradable skills is because he was 
stripped or whatever. Right, right. His, He's not his... learning it. It's stuff he already knew. And it's yeah, like kind but of it's a weird game. It's like blocker. a formality thing. Yeah. Um, which I guess technically makes sense, but it was it was kind of just like a oh crap, what do we do? Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, how do but... we make this? Uh, how do we make progression? Yeah, okay. exactly. It, it's it's a cheap way to do it. Yeah, but so Ezio's works way better. You, you yeah. connect with him instantly. He's like more likable as a character. He because you even get to see some of his personality early on in the game yeah. when he's fighting against the Patsies. Uh, and um, and then when he interacts with his family, yes. you get to you get Sneaking to individually into girls bedrooms. Yeah, like <laughs> one of the first scenes in the game. That actually isn't that is it right before or after the title screen for the game? You like go and sneak into a bedroom. I think it's like right after the title screen. Yeah, it's like yeah, and it's 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 pretty good. Uh, the the game is a lot more cutscene heavy. There's like actual cutscenes, oh, yeah. not like the because Assassin's Creed One had like the they were cutscenes, but they kind of existed within the game engine whereas right, these ones are yeah. more directed and 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 like shot better um but you also get to individually interact with each one of Ezio's family members before you mm-hmm. you know they get executed uh so you know those deaths are actually a little bit meaningful even if you didn't get to spend a lot of time with them you still feel for Ezio a little bit like this is a 17 to 18 year old kid who right, just yeah. watched his his father and brothers, brothers get yeah. murdered uh for things that they didn't do because it's a you know big conspiracy um, but then, uh, so yeah, Ezio, great character right off the bat. You go, uh, throughout the game, you watched over decades of his life. You, I think at the end of the game, he's like 39 or, or like 40. Yeah. Right. Uh, six, 14. Oh, I don't remember the dates. It was like, but... it, I think it started in like 1459 and then it ends in like 1480. I think he's like in his mid to late thirties. Yeah. Yeah. So like you literally watch Ezio grow as yeah. a person, as a human being, uh, over the course of years, and that's like if you kind of put this into perspective for like what the game is, like the game, if you like kind of if you look at it over like what you actually do, it's like okay, you're going through your series of assassination targets, and it's like that doesn't seem like a lot in in at first, but then it's like oh, this is like Ezio's life, like he like went five to ten years before killing the next person you right, know right it's like this is his his goal like this is his purpose uh and so like just doing that is already just um like it's it's like it's just more relatable i guess not that you yeah. would go and kill people but Ezio is just a character he's way more of a character than altair was he, he and as like as the series progresses, he just—he's the most developed character they—they'll ever do. Yeah, I think, especially the over the course of three games. Yeah, and even it, just in this second game, like yeah, from can, what I've played, I've only played the first two. But like, they, yeah, this is where like they really develop his character here, and it really—you see it pay off in yeah. the rest of the series, and that's what I think is like so great about like that's—he's—he is usually the like people say he's the best Assassin's Creed protagonist. Yes, yeah. um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So eventually, after after those decades, you learn uh, of the kind of main villain Rodrigo Borgia, yep, who is yep. uh, an actual character. A lot of yeah. uh, I think what they did a little bit better in this game too is a lot of the characters, the important characters that you meet, are real historical people. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Leonardo da Vinci, like we mentioned, the most recognizable one. I think that probably the second one would be Niccolo Machiavelli. Yeah. Yeah. Machiavelli. Uh, yeah. Rodrigo Borgia was a real person who was really Ale- Pope Alexander, like the sixth or something. He was a actual pope, uh, and then on some a few other characters too are are real people like uh, Christina Sforza. Yeah, yeah, is, uh, yeah. is one. Um, but so already a step up from the first game too, where the uh, 
the people that you meet are actual historical people yeah. and it puts you into that setting and it's it's cool uh but it also it does that thing too that i think a lot of uh new media does kind of like marvel in general yeah, too, yeah where they like insert technology way earlier in time than it's supposed to be yeah i like i like that kind of like uh, Leonardo da Vinci is known to be like kind of like an event inventor. So yeah. it's like there's always it's used in like popular culture, like his secret inventions. Yeah, and, right. Uh, so yeah, he like, he builds a lot of the stuff for you from Altier's old, own old stuff, but then he like yep. improves it with like his own adventure. It, yeah, his even him and like his story grows in the next game too. Yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah he's a great character in that. Yeah. Uh, and everyone you interact with it's it's cool too because every like prominent character you interact with for a short amount of time and then you kind of move on to the next area yeah. the next character uh, but then you learn uh, after like probably 75% of the way through the game they are all assassins and like all of their purpose was like oh we're gonna train Ezio yeah, and, and then they and then they bring you into the brotherhood and it's that was like a, such a cool moment it's mm -hmm. like all these characters you've interacted with for the whole game already uh they are technically assassins. <laughs> they are the thing that, that this game revolves around. Uh, and that was just super cool. It, it, and it does, like, a good job of kind of, like, establishing, like, yeah, the, the assassins, they're a secret brotherhood. Like, they wouldn't even reveal to you kind of like that they're, you know, like, they, it shows how they kind of lived in the shadows and, yep. um, like, just like the Templars. Yeah, you know. SEO didn't even know his own dad was an assassin. Right, yeah. And then at the end, like, you're inducted in, and uh, mm -hmm. it's such a satisfying uh, conclusion, I think, to, yeah. to that game. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a conclusion, because then you have to go and, and right. go fight yeah. the Pope. There's more. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and the way that the game kind of weaves in this uh, this mysticism or, I, I, like, supernaturalness mm -hmm. yep. uh, with the Apples of Eden and even the, the Codex pages, too. Because at first, the Codex pages, right, they seem like they're kind of just this optional collectible, but then they, they establish their importance later on mm -hmm. uh, as, like, oh, you need those because then they, it like, it's this, it's this, like, it makes the game feel way more like what it, I feel like wants to be with this like historical mm -hmm. treasure hunt kind of thing where it is like there's this secret somewhere and you don't know what it is but you're gonna find it and and there's like a bunch of hints leading to it like national treasure basically. right yeah yeah it, it's like like you know what if what if there was all this stuff we didn't get to record kind of in history and the only way to find out was to actually you know i mean this is the, literally the premise i guess of the game but like, yeah. yeah like we we had to live their lives to really know like what these things were and it's it's it, yeah it yeah like the fact that like little collectibles and stuff they can you know have them pay off in that way is yeah. is really cool even the word codex i just like it <laughs> yeah. feels good like the word codex another one that fits with this game is crypt yeah. i don't know those words are just cool words in my, <laughs> to, my, to me i don't know why um but yeah, the story in this game is much more theatrical and much more developed yeah. than in Assassin's Creed 1. Uh, it's actually like relatable and you can feel for the characters and you're with it uh, instead of it kind of just being there. But Assassin's Creed 1 was mainly about the gameplay, uh, but this game is just much more of a complete package yeah. all throughout. Um, but in terms of the gameplay, this, like, this game also uh. just steps it up. It's like the combat is more complex. There's more depth. There's it's not just pressing the yeah, uh, counter button over and over. You actually have to you <laughs> actually have to think about it. There's a different. There's much more weapon variety. There's mm. uh, much more ways to kill people. Like you can 
hire uh, like um, bands of thieves yeah, or yeah. Um, escorts, and they can go and distract or fight guards for you. And even the stealth in this game is is improved; it's more realistic. Like you can actually sneak up on people and it's if it's like if you're behind them they don't see you if you're in front of them they see you yeah and that's it and and like but if you're like a rooftop or two away then the guard won't see you maybe uh but it's it's much more realistic in this game and and you can uh, it adds a lot to the gameplay because you don't ever feel cheated mm. um and then there's a lot more like you can disarm enemies if you're unarmed and uh there's you have two uh, hidden, <laughs> hidden blades, blades in this yeah. one, which is sweet. The one of the coolest things in this game is easily just like walking up to two guards and just stabbing them both in yeah, the eyeballs, and just walking through. Yeah, <sighs> it's like the animations in this game are cleaner and just cooler. Like the two the two hidden blades thing adds a lot. Uh, and then uh, the even the counter move itself, the window yep. is a little tighter, so it's not. Just a just an abusable option, like it was in the first yeah, game. Yeah, you have to time it a little better. Yeah, but then it like helps that like the the um the indicators, like the 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 giveaways that you okay, yeah, yeah like now I press the like it, it's a little everything feels tighter that like you you know it might be a smaller window to press it, mm -hmm. but you now are more comfortable of knowing. Whereas in the first one, like it was just like you don't you just keep pressing it and hope that you hit the counter. Yeah, basically, and like. Enemies have a health bar now in yeah. this game, so you can actually tell who is low. You can figure out who to focus more. Uh, that's more realistic with its like notoriety because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's not only ways to decrease your notoriety, but when you're at zero notoriety, you can walk through a town and walk by guards, and they won't attack you, yeah. which you couldn't do in the first game. <laughs> if you were on no, no uh, notoriety in the first game and you walked by a guard, he was on your ass. So, like, it's just... It's just much more player friendly uh, to play through this game uh, with the combat and the stealth. Like I said, is is great too. You can kill people from stealth. You can kill people from ledges. There's so many so many more options yeah. to do things. Uh, it's it's a good time. Uh, and with the weapon variety too, you have, you have things like uh, like a long sword, a short sword, the two hidden blades. You have like poison hidden blades. You mm -hmm. got the gun eventually, yeah, the gun. which is like <laughs> sometimes breaks some of the some of the assassination missions. Yeah. It's funny too, because you can like kill someone with a gun and then the cutscene happens and you, you're on top of them and it's like, wait a minute. Or the, yeah, wait till you get the crossbow. Oh my God. Is that in the, oh, is that, I, which one's that? Is that a revelations? I think that's in, I, it might be in brotherhood, but like late game brotherhood. I can't remember exactly, but that, okay. cause then you can do it. Stealth, you can do long range. Oh, stealthily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm looking forward to that. Cause I hear, I hear talks on whether two or brotherhood is the best one, but I, I don't remember what the consensus is? I know, I, I know, I am more partial to brother to brotherhood, but mm -hmm. I think, uh, like critically, I think two is considered okay. better. I think the because the story in two is is better, but I think right. the gameplay in th uh, brotherhood is is it just they did a great job of iterating okay. it up. I know Revelations is widely known as the low, like the yeah, third yeah, yeah. but still better than most <laughs> yeah like bad at the time but looking back it's like uh maybe we kind of maybe we kind of it was just that. like the the third game in a yearly release cycle by then you're like okay yeah like again yeah right <laughs> but it's still it, yeah it's still a good game yeah uh and the way this game sets up for its sequels too with the story yeah. the ending is insane cuz it's you defeat the pope you get the apple and the staff of eden which you learn are these like supernatural artifacts that you know adam and eve used to like create humanity or whatever bullshit uh and then you uh 
uh, you combine them, you open the vault, and then you go, and there's Minerva, who's a goddess. You yeah. know, the one of the Roman goddesses, which is a very on theme and on brand for the game because you take place in Italy. Uh, you lat is literally in Rome when that happens. Um, and then she she turns and she goes, "You, Desmond," and is talking through Ezio yeah. to uh. like 600 years in the future to Desmond, who are you are. It's insane. That was that like when she says that it, it's definitely it's like wait a second like how does she know that like de- like it's like yeah it definitely opens that door of of these like ancient race people mm-hmm. like okay like something bigger is going on here yeah exactly uh, yeah. and it's like one of the, and then it, it like brings it back to the the story of the first game and how like yeah. Vidic was looking for the the pieces of Eden and then how the uh, the codex pages are a map to the pieces of Eden and it's like. There's this like supernatural aspect to it that I just love, and and it's like it adds to the mystery of everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's such an intriguing concept and and story. It's like the other example I thought of for like the adding technology to history is like when people uh, put it in a steampunk setting in like the 1930s uh-huh. or whatever, yeah, and they yep, had like yep. the giant robots and they do that in Call of Duty. There's this one book series I read that does it. Uh, stuff like that is fucking really cool. Um. But the other ways it improves on gameplay are the, the like inventory system in mm-hmm. general. Like yep. instead of uh, just because after a while, after they gave you all the weapons in Assassin's Creed One, they would just be like, "All right, now you do more damage. Now you have more health, or, or like you would get more health by doing the side objectives, which right, is which right, was cool." Yeah, but eventually, yeah. you would just like run out, and they were all pretty bland, and and you know. Uh, they weren't they weren't unique at all. They were just kind of do the same thing over and over. But in this game, you actually upgrade your health by buying new armor. That's better. Yeah. Uh, and you upgrade your weapons by buying new weapons. Uh, and all of that just it just feels better as a game. It's like okay, this is a visual thing I can work towards, and you achieve that by getting money, by doing side quests, by doing assassiny things, like by walking past people and stealing money from them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which there wasn't money in the first game, so you couldn't even do that. Um. Right, yeah, all you use in the first game is, th- is throwing it on the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, so, like, there's an actual money system in this game, which is cool because it adds shops, and then you can you can buy medicine to heal yourself. You can buy, uh, like, maps that mm-hmm. will lead you to treasure, which then allows you to buy more things. Uh, and then the maps will also help you find things like codex pages that are hidden, and, like, and then you have a bunch of side quests which will give you money. You get, I mean... Money in this game is not an issue because you get money yeah, from doing everything. Yeah, It's like, oh, finish that side quest, you get money. Yeah. Finish that main quest, you get money. <laughs> and then once you go to the villa and you yeah. invest money in the villa, the money it gives back to you is ridiculous. I think by the end of the game, I probably had like 500,000 florins. Yeah. And it's it's like, I'm never going to use any of that. I, I think this was the first game where I ever experienced a kind of like system like this where you have uh, like a home base mm-hmm. that you can like invest into with like right. know, those extra things you get from quests it's yeah it's just money but then like you go in and you're like okay you op- you help fix up, fix up the shops and you upgrade the shops and then the, it, i think it was like the first game i ever really played with like kind of like an in-depth upgrade system like that yeah. that isn't just a skill tree mm-hmm. or something it's like something you can visually see and uh it's so satisfying yeah they, it's super cool yeah it, they do it's done very well and it pays back to you by increasing the villa's value right. which then gives you more money because every i think it's 20 25 minutes of in-game yep. time yeah, it like pays you uh a quarter of whatever the villa's max value is mm. so then eventually after you put in enough money to it which you it gets it gains more value every time you buy a new weapon or a piece of armor or there's every there's art vendors they'll sell yeah, you paintings yep, the you art, can buy yeah. new paintings 
um, anything that does anything like that increases the the value. Uh, putting money into it inherently increases its value. Uh, like upgrading the shops or, or renovating those yep. other areas, like we said. Like, and there's certain uh, collectibles that you can't get until you upgrade it. Like, there if you there's treasure chests that you see on your map, but you can't get to until you like upgrade the barracks, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. And it's and like part of that is really cool because it's like, oh, well, this there's this like goal that seems like like the upgrading the villa thing seems like it would be a pretty pointless thing. It's like an optional thing. Like I think in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, one of the uh, villages in the game, you can mm-hmm. upgrade as you play it and I don't know exactly what it adds to the gameplay. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've thought about yeah. that side quest, but it's nothing. It's definitely nothing like this game. Like, right, right. It's not as uh, rewarding. Or yeah. As um, yeah, the, like the like this game doesn't waste your time with that kind of thing. Right. It, it's, it, yeah, it feels more a part of the game. Something that's fluid that you just you do, and then like you go back to playing the game. It's yeah, like it's like a, there's always a worthwhile reward sink. for what you do. Right. Which is very much in contrast to the first game, because in the first game you had like you had all the side objectives, and they get you had to do like 10 of them before you got uh, one bar of health upgrade. And then eventually your health maxes out. So like, what's the point anymore? Like at the end of the game, I just skipped all of them. Uh, And then the the flags in the first game, get out of here. Even the, like in this game you have the feathers, but there's a hundred of them. Right. Yeah. So which is as opposed to the 500 or so there was in the first game. And even, I don't know what the reward for getting the feathers is. Uh, You get like a special outfit. uh, Oh, okay. I think that's pretty cool. I don't, is that, you get, yeah, I think it's in, in two. You get, like, a special outfit because it's, like, your brother's feathers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I never – I didn't collect all of them. I think I ended up getting, like, 45 or something, which mm. is still pretty good yeah. considering <laughs> I did not go out of my way to look for them. But every time I saw one, I was like, okay, I'll grab that. Uh, and I ended up getting, like, almost half of them, which is pretty good for a collectible. Uh, and even by themselves, they have more of a emotional value because yeah. they're your brothers who died. Uh, so – overall just like blows the first game out of the water and then uh the other like side objective too with the with the assassin tombs yes just Uh. a super cool concept by itself finding a hidden tomb in the middle of a city with like all this assassin loot and each one is like this unique like puzzle dungeon with yeah yeah. and like it gives you parkour challenges and like actual puzzle solving and then at the end you get the seals and then once you get all six seals you get all tiger's armor yeah which is fucking sweet there's so there's tombs in not only is it the best armor in the game it's the best looking armor in the game it's awesome there's there's tombs in origins and i was so disappointed when it turned out they weren't like these like complex puzzle parkour like oh, really? challenges. They're just like you go in them and eventually you find a chest and you get like some good loot and oh, okay. you get like an extra skill point or something like that. But it was like it was like ah oh, like all it made me think of was two and brotherhood. Like these used to be like these yeah. fun like little mini dungeons that were like challenging but so much fun and satisfying to explore. Yeah, and, and there was like hidden chests in them sometimes yeah. too. And it's like it tests your your knowledge of like the the game world and how you can go about yeah, it with yeah. the parkour. And it's like uh, it was just so cool conceptually and in practice too. And then they also uh, the DLC. There was DLC for the game. Did you ever play that? I no, I never played the DLC. So the Steam version came pre-packaged with yeah, the DLC. It was, all, yep. it was like whatever. I, I don't think it was called anything special, but it was just already there. So not only does the DLC add these Templar layers, mm-hmm. uh, which I think there's like three of them. They're like little mini dungeons. Like I think you can. Uh, I don't remember the dude's name, but it's like the the noble that's kind of on your side that you help throughout the game. 
Um, and he, it's like his family was okay. aligned with your family. Uh, I don't remember his name, but you go to like his house and not, like, not Mario, right? No, Mario's your uncle. Yeah. Mario's your uncle. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Oh, the, the, it's a me yeah. Mario a line, me, Mario. the most <laughs> obvious reference that's ever been made, but like it still works. It's yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, not Francesco. Was it Francesco? Oh no. Yeah. I think it is Francesco. Francesco to not, not to Silva. I don't remember his name, yeah. but he has, he's like the, the noble that is friends with your family and yeah. you help him and he helps you. Uh, you like go to his, uh, like estate or whatever okay. and you go through some dungeons and then there's a, a couple other ones and it's mainly like you're fighting Templars and then there's some loot at the end, which mm. is, which is pretty cool. Uh, probably, you know, it doesn't really add anything. It's nothing like the assassin's tombs in the rewards, yeah. but like it's still kind of cool going through a mini dungeon. They're like kind of similar in, in like the puzzling aspects, um, and, and stuff like that. And then the other things that the DLC adds are the, like, hidden memories or, like, there was, like, frag- yeah. fragmented memories like were, in the first game. You couldn't access them. Yeah, or in the original like, version. Yeah, yeah. They, like, patched those memories or whatever. Okay. And, like, that's literally what happens in the game is, like, Rebecca is, like, oh, uh, we're, we can patch the software or whatever. So, <laughs> so like, hang tight and they patch the memories in. Uh, and so it's, like, one of them is a battle with these twins who, like, steal, who, like, try and steal the apple, and, like, it's Katarina Sforza's, like, kids that they kidnap, and you have to save them. Okay. It's just a minigame like that. And then the other one is, like, there's, it's the guy that you kill before Borgia, but uh-huh. there's, like, you have to kill, like, six people before you can get to him, and it's... It was kind of like long and drawn out. I don't think it needed to. I don't think it was necessary for yeah, those to be just in there. Extra content, whatever. Yeah, just like you know, why not? It's like an after the fact thing that made sense to release as DLC at the time, but yeah. does not make sense to be patched in now. It just at that point, it just felt like padding. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then it also adds a an endless uh, flying machine section. Where it was like, I guess there was an achievement. It was literally exists only to get an achievement because oh, okay. there was one that you could get by doing something specific during the flying machine section, but it only happened once during, once during the game. So then they added it. They added another section as DLC to allow you to get that achievement. And like, <laughs> but it's like, there's no objective with the flying machine. It's just like, you can just fly around endlessly. And then huh. as soon as you die, I think you go back. Yeah. yeah it, just it was like, it was weird. Over. That's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. So like the DLC was fine, I guess, but yeah. I don't think, it, I don't <laughs> think it was necessary to be in, in the game. Um, let's see other, oh, probably the biggest gameplay uh, improvement is that you can swim in this game. Yeah. Uh, which is a big plus because <laughs> uh, there was so many times when I jumped in water in the first game and just died. And I'm like, why? It's fucking uh, insane. But now they actually add, like, elements to it, too. Not only can you swim, but it's actually, like, a mechanic in the game. Like, right. you can hide from guards by yeah. going underwater, and then you can swim to certain areas and, and stuff like that. Um, So super cool. Uh, And then, let's see. I'm trying to, like, think of other aspects of the game now, and I, like, I wrote down notes. Let's see if I got anything there. Uh, ba Ooh, the controls. Ah, the controls yeah. for the PC version are still ass. <laughs> they are uh, so. So actually, even this didn't have support for a PS4 controller. It did, um, and I used it. Still bad. Really? So yeah. So it was like the uh, 
so first the default control settings are the pc so like every time i booted up the game or like not even every time it was like only sometimes i had to go mm -hmm. into the menu and select my control scheme to wire to like yeah. wired controller yeah but it still uses these symbols instead uh, of the, yeah, the instead of buttons. the face buttons so like instead of the cross there was a foot and instead of the circle there was a fist <sighs> and, but the worst part about it was that the the face buttons were like swapped around so like if you're looking at the diamond right the yeah. bottom of the diamond on in the game was like the top of the diamond in or like the left the left of the diamond uh. on the controller and like so the buttons didn't actually yeah, match up like to where up they were to, in the yeah, controller. Yeah, that's like an important thing. Yeah, I feel like when you yeah when you're playing the game with the controller is that like everything corresponds with where your thumb is. Yes, and like I'm like, is that how it was on the PS on like the PlayStation version when it came out? What, what system was that? Like the PS3 at that PS3, point? PS3, yeah, yeah. So like, is that how it was for that too? Like I don't know, but it was just like why? Yeah, like such a such a trivial thing it seems like, and I. Didn't I don't remember if I tried to change the scheme and like switch them around, but like the fact that I didn't even know what the buttons were in general because they have right, like the because symbols. they're referred to by symbols, but then the the game referred to them by other actions with like keywords, and I'm like, <laughs> so it was it took me like a while to match those up. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was just a uh, it's just a pain in the ass, you know. Uh, so, so the controls did not improve much from the first <laughs> game. In general, though, the uh, there's there's far less glitches. Uh, I think I only encountered one like game breaking glitch, and I was I like either fell through water or the ground, and I ended up below the city and had to close out of the game. <laughs> yeah, like I. But other than that, nothing nothing happened. Nothing game breaking. Like right, the right. Jumping into bricks. Yeah. Sometimes you just die. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Mm. Yeah. So. Definitely every aspect of this game – oops, that's my phone. Uh, every aspect of this game is just a clear improvement from the first game. Uh, oh, fucking the, – the one thing that bothered me too a lot was the, the – in order to get to the map, which you use – a lot yeah. because you're always setting new waypoints and getting you know new treasure chests and unlocking new areas of the mm -hmm. map and you're like going to the next uh you know uh viewpoint to jump off of and get the next section of the map the map you can only access by going into the start menu and then scrolling down to the map and then uh, opening the map and it's like that whole process probably takes like 10 plus seconds because of loading times too oh yeah like this yeah. is a 2009 game so loading times are pretty prevalent i'm like trying to think like was there a shortcut in, if I there, say was, there wasn't. I want to say there was, was like I did not thing. find like, one because you had to open it up, scroll down to map, open yeah. the map. Like there wasn't like a map button. Like every game now has like, yeah, press the the maps here, but press, you know, the select button to go right to the map. Yeah, it's like there was I don't think yeah. there was anything like that in this game, which is weird because I'm pretty sure there was in the first game, yeah. but I was also using hmm. keyboard controls, so I don't know if that if that differs, if that changes anything. Hmm. Um, you know. Um there's also just a lot, like uh, we mentioned the side objectives before, there's just a lot more to do in general in this game with side quests. Like you can uh, talk to, it's kind of the same concept of the side objectives that there were in the first game, but these actually have like more real rewards. Like they're yeah. the, the courier boxes that you can kind of get kill warrants from, from that Francesco guy, if that's yep. his name. Yep. Or no, oh, I almost just had his name. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, um, 
so he will send you on missions to to kill people mm-hmm. uh, and you can get money from doing that and they're all very different way most of the time it's just like beat up the cheating husband uh so some of them are pretty unique but most of the time they kind of fall under that monotonous thing and it's just like if you want to do all of them then you can and man i did all of them uh there was (laughs) and there were so many times when i was it's like in a city and it's like you can only accept the next quest after you beat the one you're on so i would beat it and then get the next one and i'm like okay surely this is the last one and it was not there was like five more yeah and i'm like why yeah uh, so you can do those. There are assassin races, which uh, there's like a series of markers on the ground that you have to run through and in a certain time limit, and those are cool. Uh, you can do the um, messenger mission, 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 missions. I can speak. It's the second podcast we've recorded today. <laughs> uh, but you deliver letters to people. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then I'm trying to think of the other side missions that there were. But I am not thinking of any. There was a. Uh, you can obviously get the codex pages deciphered yep. uh, with Leonardo Vinci, and that will upgrade your health too a little bit. He, uh, by doing that, he'll upgrade your armor, uh, which is cool. The armor uh, not only does Altair's armor change you change your aesthetic, but every piece of armor does. And yeah, it's, most yeah. of the time, it's pretty minor, but still noticeable. Like when you get the metal armor, yeah, it like kind of shines. It's like a it's visual, visual yeah. upgrade. Yeah, which isn't, and it's not too egregious like it is in other games where like you have like a piece of armor that's literally a bikini top, you know, yeah, or like yeah. a shorts. Or I, I always hate it when you like upgrade your armor, but you're still, you're not wearing anything. Like you're just like still in that same original outfit and it's like, all right, come on. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm upgrading my armor, but like. And I get that from like a, like a. I'm still not wearing anything. Yeah, I get it from like a canonical story perspective. Yeah, yeah. But like a lot of the time it's like Oh, well I want I also want it to reflect what I, you know, am putting on and Xenoblade to bring that up again actually <laughs> does this pretty well. Uh it sets you so every uh clothing option is uh visually changes mm. your character, but you have the option to set a separate set of clothing as your visual clothing. So uh, like okay, yeah, you can yeah. take the stats from from Something one set and then wear, yeah. still have like whatever you want to to mm. be shown and that's pretty cool. I wish games did stuff like that. Um but in general, the set, the the armor upgrades in this game aren't too complex. It's basically just like, okay, once I get to the next town and then get to the next shop, there'll be a new set of armor for me to buy, and yeah. then that'll be the best armor for a while, and then I'll have to buy another set. And same thing with weapons. Although there are there are like kind of more powerful weapons, uh, or like different types. Like there are slower and stronger ones, but also uh, faster, slightly weaker yeah. ones. Uh, so it adds that level of variance. The one thing I didn't like is that they auto-equipped as soon as you bought them. So, like, the whatever the latest one you buy is yeah, it was gets auto-equipped yeah. to you. And I think the only way to change those is to go back to the villa. Even though there's an inventory in your in your menu, it's only, like, a visual thing. Like, right. you can only look at what you have. You can't you actually, can't like, interact with weapon. it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's getting there. But it's still, like, there's still a few, like, you know, gameplay things. But it's still far, vastly, you know, better as a whole in the first game. Uh, and it, it sets up perfectly for the for the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Playing, just remembering playing right from 2 to Brotherhood was such, like, a cool, cool experience. Yeah. Like, you just transition right into, like, you're in Rome mm-hmm. and the game begins like I, it, and it's so much different than, than two, like two takes place over, you know, like 15 years yeah. m- more, but brotherhood is like this one span of time. Yeah. Um, in, in Rome. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I am very much a Brotherhood over two. Okay. So. Well, Brotherhood's next on my list, so yeah. we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, it's definitely sent from like. I'm kind of jealous that you just decided to get into it and then play all of them when it, there was only three games instead of twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's like now it's like there's no way I'm gonna beat all of them before Valhalla comes out, and I want to have beaten all of them before I fully play Valhalla. But I also need to play Valhalla for like game of the year discussion and right, everything. Right. So. It's going to be a, a wonky time uh, for me for sure, but at least it like most of them are going to be like uh, fun enough and enjoyable enough that like they won't be a slot. They don't feel like yeah. a slog to get through, but I like, but eventually they're going to get to like, you know, like, Oh, needless padding and, and like artificial yeah. length of the game and like, and stuff like that. Right. I think, yeah, like unity and, and syndicate, I think are the worst or some of the work I, th- I think Odyssey is even worse. Well, with like how long it is. I well, uh, I think one of the criticisms of Odyssey is there's too much. Uh-huh. Like you physically just can't do everything, or else you would like you'd be spending hundreds, a hundred right, plus yeah. hours playing this game. Um, but like, I mean, I think Origins took me maybe thirty, forty hours. But Solid. That, it the nice thing about that game is that like you. Pr- it, the the side quests and the game progresses with the story, so you don't feel like you're like just doing busy work all the time, or that like there's needless padding. Like mm. if you just want to do the story, just do the story. Yeah, um, and that's always nice. Yeah, yeah. I hate. I think that's one of the issues with Odyssey. I think is that they sit like you have to like do a little grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think Unity is just like long for long sake. You're right, and that's not always fun. Yeah, <laughs> but. Well, I'll uh, I'll have to see because they're, I'm gonna get there eventually. Yeah, I mean, for the the only thing I feel like you have to do is play to three, because then then you wrap up the Desmond storyline. Right. You you've played. Yeah, you that's the that's the other thing too, line. right? Is like I wish that the Assassin's Creed series as a whole just kept the overarching narrative, it, like some form of it, right? Yeah, like I yeah. know I played the beginning of four at a time. I played the beginning of a lot of Assassin's Creed games. I had originally played the beginning of two and three <laughs> and four um, at some point in my life, and. Uh, like the first thing I noticed with four is it was like, you're just some random dude. And then the guys are yeah. like, Oh, you know, we'll go and you can go into the animus. And it's like a fun, like museum type of thing. Right. right? Where it's like available to the public. You're and I'm like, like a game developer. Or yeah. Something, think, something like that. Four. And I'm like, Oh man, like I, I wish there was something else here, but like, I, yeah, yeah. But, but it's nice is that in four, they don't make you do that. Like you pl- mostly spend the time in the world. And I think that's like, that's yeah. why four is an, an Assassin's Creed game. It's a pirate game. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and like, like if I did get to Odyssey, right. And was able to play uh, from Odyssey right to Valhalla and have like some sort of story connection there. Like, I feel like that'd be so cool and it'd make this journey that I'm going on much more worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and from what I tell from origins, there's going to be some kind of connecting story between this for between origins, Odyssey and, Hopefully, I think Valhalla. I okay. haven't played Odyssey yet, but not as like important or as engaging as Desmond's story. But I think right. it slightly builds off of Desmond's story. Okay, because uh, he's mentioned him and his dad are mentioned okay. uh, briefly in in Origins. So 
Cool. I actually don't know how Desmond's story resolves, so Ooh, I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, so, so no spoilers there. Get ready for that. Oh boy. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know it generally has something to do with like, th- like 2012 and the Illuminati. Yeah. And shit like that because that was when this game came out and that was a, a uh, you know, thought. Long in <laughs> that was a heads. thought on people's minds for some yeah, they reason. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, is the world gonna end?" They made a movie about it. That movie Ugh. freaked me out when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had nightmares about that movie. That I was like, "I was like, oh, the world's gonna end." And then, uh, and then I got to the actual year, and I was like, "Nah, yeah, but, nothing was gonna happen." But yeah, so I, uh, I feel like we covered Assassin's Creed Two about as comprehensively as we can. Yeah. Uh, so do you, know? do you think you'll have? Because because we we do have a planned. Another Assassin's Creed conversation planned yes. coming up for uh, around the time when the Valhalla reveal. Is it, do you think you'll have you'll have Ooh, played there's a Valhalla reveal? I think it's around the same time. Yeah, um, interesting. I think it's like the day before, maybe Ooh, or wow. something like that. That would be that would be pretty yeah. good timing. So, uh, I if you have, uh, I'll ho- hope to see if you have Brotherhood. Uh, do you think you're going to dive into it again uh, soon? Or? You know, it's hard to say because I now have one less day to beat The Last of Us yeah, before right? next week. Uh, so and then it's like so that's my main priority going forward, out. and then at that point we're a week out from Ghost of Tsushima yeah, yeah. and Paper Mario. I think I'm gonna play Ghost first, and then Paper Mario. Yeah, that's my plan because as well. I think I'm not entirely sold on the new Paper Mario yet. I want to see what some reviews yeah, are first. I <laughs> um, but yeah, I do plan to play Brotherhood hopefully as soon as I can, uh, and then we can do another one of these yeah. and talk about that one. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's my second favorite. Four, yeah. four, four is still my favorite overall. Nice, um, but two, two is or not two. Brotherhood is. I mean, it, it, uh. so what do you think? Uh, you would give two out of uh, score out of ten. Ooh, two. Uh, let's see. I think I I would have given it a nine. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. It. A nine is pretty solid yeah, for if, me. Like it's it's an amazing game, but it's just barely not there. Like there's still kind of that like. It's still 2009, so yeah, they're still working on back, it. Back back when I played it, it was like it was one of the, it was around that time when when storytelling in games was really really evolving. Yeah, um, you know we we I think that was like, like the first Uncharted had come out. Maybe, yep. maybe two had come out. No, I don't think two had come out yet. But we were a like, few years out of The Last of Us. Yeah, right, right, like, like storytelling in games was evolving. Like compared to the first game, two is clearly storytelling just so much better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it like it was definitely. The Assassin's Creed series was one of the first series to like really grab me and be like, yes, I want to know. I want to play all these games. I want to know exactly what happens to all these characters. Like, I'm invested in the yes. characters. And even of the I think one itself. thing we forgot to mention too later on in the game, the Desmond sections are far fewer. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's I think only a couple of them. There's one at the very beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end. And that's pretty much it. And like even in the second one, they introduce some interesting concepts with like Subject 16, mm-hmm. uh, like the messages he was trying to send. He has that weird memory of Altair impregnating the the templar lady uh so like where are they going with that we don't know and it's also cool it's kind of cool that like it like this game adds relevance to altair because Mm -hmm. at first you're like okay he's just the protagonist for the first game you know like oh simple but then they add this thing where like no he was actually like the og like legendary assassin right right? where he's leaving behind all these clues for future generations the codex pages are pages that Altair left behind and it's like and then Desmond's having another vision about him so it's like Altair is clearly important to the story in Which some way I, I that's like that's it's always nice to see that like they didn't like abandon him because yeah. the game like no he's like he was important we had this kind of plan from the beginning he is important like the game wasn't that great but like we're gonna keep him relevant and uh yeah, yeah. his 
him and him and Ezio's story definitely go so well together, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's it, it's also a great payoff uh, when yeah. you get there in Revelations. Yeah, I I think I do remember something about that. Yeah. Uh, a while back, I watched uh, some playthroughs of these ones, mm-hmm. yep. uh, and I I think I vaguely remember the end of Revelations. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing it for myself. Um, so yeah, I, I think a good way to cap off uh, these discussions, similar to how there's supposed to be a review article, <laughs> uh, giving it a score out of ten. So. Official Game Sharks review of Assassin's Creed 2 is a 9 out of 10. Uh, great game. Amazing sequel. Uh, sets up perfectly for its sequels. Uh, and definitely, from what I hear, one of the better Assassin's Creed games in general. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to playing yeah. the next one. Uh, I'm looking it's... forward to definitely now that you say the Brotherhood <laughs> yeah. is up there for you, having that discussion. Um, it's good to hear that it still holds up today. Yeah, right? Like. Yeah. So and it's for 2009. That's 11 right, years. 11 years ago. There there in 2009 there are a few games I could think besides like Zelda and you know Mario 64 mm-hmm. so that that I would be like yeah, this game really holds up to today's standards. Right. Like but yeah, like Assassin's Creed it was it was there at the beginning of kind of like pushing to where we are now and that's that's awesome. Yeah, for real. Um yeah, so I think that'll that'll just about wrap this up for us. Yeah, uh, awesome. Thanks for for joining me for this. This, yeah. is, this is a lot of fun. I enjoyed this. I'm glad to to revisit an old favorite. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's uh it's fun, you know, deep in, diving into that nostalgia pool. Yeah. Uh, especially it, it's 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 fun because I am almost looking at the series, uh, you know, in fresh light for the first time, and you are a veteran where you played right. them uh before, so it's like, it's it's definitely a fun discussion to have. Uh, and I'm looking forward to to doing more. So, yeah. so do you, so when we get to like, you know, Unity and then those games, do you think you'll try and play them? Uh, I I definitely I'll try to play Unity when okay. when you get there, so we can kind of because if I hate it again, that'll be <laughs> great for discussion. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So yeah, that just about does it. Uh, you can follow us uh on twitter at uh oh shit i didn't prepare game that sharks cast uh something like that <laughs> jeff i believe it's game sharks pod but i'm not 100 percent sure it could just be game sharks cast <laughs> but you can check out our website at thegamesharks.com where we will be posting this uh i don't think this is going to be inserted into the main feed of episodes but it'll definitely be available on the website uh so you can check it out there we have an instagram jeff James Shark Podcast. James, G- James Shark. <laughs> Game uh, Shark Podcast. Sure. Uh, let's go. Let's go with that. We do not have any trivia because it's just Derek and me. <laughs> so Derek would be competing against himself, which would make him both the winner and the loser. Yeah, I don't want to um, do that. So that would be more like uh, who wants to be a millionaire at that point? <laughs> uh, and I can guarantee you, it's no one here. I mean, we want to for sure, but it's not going to happen by doing trivia uh either way thank you derek for joining me yeah it's uh, a pleasure. i have been andrew this is definitely a lot of fun i can see us doing this again for sure definitely. uh thank you jeff for letting us use your house and recording equipment who's standing now awkwardly next to us <laughs> waiting for us to finish get out of my house i want to go to bed hey you said we could do this well don't you have to edit this <laughs> he doesn't have to do that now this isn't this isn't adhering to any schedule Okay. <laughs> you can check out our latest episode where we talk about the messenger. Uh which is another ninja. Wait, this is a ninja's. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>